Welcome to 20% Time, a podcast that takes you behind the scenes of Titan, a web consultancy based out of Chicago, but entirely remote and now as of 2021, spread out all over the place, no longer just North America. Uh, we specialize in Laravel, a PHP framework, but we're often pairing that with any number of JavaScript frameworks and libraries. I'm your host, Dave Hicking, and this week we are not talking about anything technical per se, but something that hopefully is of interest to anybody who's involved at all with technology or working at an agency. Uh, this week I'm joined by Marge for the second time, the first two-time, 20% time uh, guest, uh, who's the Ops and Content Manager at Titan. Hello, Marge. Hey, Dave. Thanks for having me back. And for her first appearance, the one and only Anna Shevlin. Did Anna, did I pronounce that last name correctly? I don't know if you I've sure ever did. said I don't know if I've ever said that out loud. Congratulations. This, this podcast allows me to say my last name, my, the last names of my coworkers out loud. Anna is the operations coordinator at Titan. Anna, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Um, so for people who haven't had a chance to, well, actually no one's heard Anna on the podcast yet, but for people who haven't interacted with either of you two online or anything like that, do you two want to say a quick little something? Who are you? What do you do? Um, I will go first. I'm Marge Holmstrom Sabo. I kind of do a little bit of everything at Titan. Um, yeah, I think that's just what I'll leave it at. Uh, I, I love it. I love people it. and business things. Excellent. And I'm Anna Shevlin. I'm the operations coordinator here at Titan, and I help Marge do a little bit of everything here. Just people, business, working with clients, whatever need people need. Also podcast support. And podcast support. And on-sites, which is what we're talking about today. <laughs> um, Titan has done on-sites, which we're going to talk about, like, what is an on-site? Just a second for a little while. I want to have the two of you on today because we have our company on-site coming up uh, next week starting, which is exciting. Um, it is. So let's start first with the idea of an on-site because we talk about it all the time at Titan. It makes sense to us, but most people have hopefully heard the term off-site. So let's start first with an on-site. What exactly <laughs> is an on-site? All right. So when you hear offsite, that is in the context of a traditional company where everybody is always together in the same workplace already. So they go offsite, meaning they leave the place that they work all the time and go somewhere else to do planning retreats or team building activities, something fun, fancy dinner, who knows, something like that. So it's an offsite because you're leaving the place where you usually work. Titan, it's the reverse. Everybody is already remote and nobody works in the same geographic or physical location, except for Slack, which is virtually the same co-location. So we call it on-site because we are all going to the same place in an on-site location, and we are all co-located together to do things like team building, strategic planning, um, thought processes and building uh, dev structures and systems. So we call it on-site because we are, it is literally the one time Everybody in the company is in the same location together. So before we even get to the idea of a virtual onsite, which is what's really going to blow, well, it sort of blows your mind if you, think, if you try to think like, wait a minute, how can you be virtually onsite? But before we get there, so way back in version one of my, of my time at Titan, when Titan was much, much smaller, I helped plan onsites and that was a fair amount of work. And we are now like, I don't know, three, four times that size, the bigger a company gets the more complicated an onsite is to put together. And I'm sure even if folks who are listening have never been to an onsite, they've either been to an offsite or they've heard about it. And sometimes people kind of roll their eyes and oh, it's some company retreat or whatever. And so at, at any point, was there this has there been a question of like, do we still really need this? Like basically, this can be for either of you two. Why is an onsite, virtual or non-virtual, essential for a distributed team? 
I'm going to answer first and then I'll let Anna <laughs> join. Okay. Um, actually, this year is Anna's very first on-site. So she joined mm -hmm. us um, in the interim since this one and our last one. Oh, yeah. I think, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shocking. Shocking. It feels like Anna's been here forever. She's been here for a while, but yeah. <laughs> the reality is for a team of any size or shape, it is important to take the time to learn how you relate to each other in person, mm -hmm. um, virtually or not. You don't get the same experiences in a remote company of team engagement or trusting your friends or knowing how tall your colleagues are. Like having that in-person meeting to kind of reset your own stereotyped expectations or biases about who are my colleagues is important. And doing that in the context of this is not a work project. This is a, we are a team. Mm -hmm. uh, I can't think of a better way to have that reestablished sense of teamwork and community and collegial engagement. I feel like companies that of any size that don't have some kind of team building or corporate identity um, as a culture, as a whole, struggle to retain employees and struggle to have employees who are content with the work that they do and are engaged um, with their team and with their work and with their colleagues. Like work should not be life, but work should also be an enjoyable part of life. And I feel like on-sites or team retreats or team building exercises are a really necessary part of that. Yeah, I would just kind of agree with everything that Marge has already said is just when we have grown as a company, just getting to know each other as a community in a sense is just important to making sure there is that trust built up between team members, uh, how we work together, how we relate to each other. And this is one of the ways that we can build that trust and build the, build the teams up uh, just Getting to know each other outside of work, uh, I think, is really important to do to do that. So, Anna, you have, as we just pointed out, you have not been to an onsite, and yet you are participating no, in the planning of I an onsite, which might might be a little <laughs> unusual. What, as a as a first timer, do you have even from the not like if you can turn off the onsite planning part of your sure. of your brain for a second? Are, is there anything in particular you're looking forward to for, for this first opportunity? Even if it's virtual? I am, yeah, no, I am looking forward to just kind of like we've already said, like getting to know uh, the team members just a little more personally. I think I'm in a, in a kind of unique situation maybe in the company where I am not a programmer, I'm not a dev, so I don't have those daily interactions with everybody. And so I'm kind of excited to have a little bit more of those interactions with people. I talk with you and Marge and Dan and Matt frequently, but you know, getting to know everybody else outside of maybe the ops role is, you know, I'm excited for that. Just seeing what what people get excited about, how, you know, how they relate to the games that maybe we've prepared or what what gifts people have given, um, just to kind of show everybody their personality. I'm yeah, I'm looking forward to that yes. a lot. So we, we, you just teased like games and gifts. Did, we were going to get there, but first let's, Sorry. let's, but no, that's okay. This is great. Um, okay. So we've talked about onsites. We've mentioned that this year is virtual. What, what is a virtual onsite? How does that work? So this one, I'm going to take this one. Okay. A virtual onsite is uh, what you do when there's a pandemic and no one is allowed to fly or travel. Yes. And you're like, great. How do we do this? So 
when we had on-site last year, it was that we had planned it and we ended up pulling the plug about six weeks prior to the event, um, simply because COVID numbers were climbing. It did not feel safe to travel. And about a week after that, everything shut down. So it was the right call to make. Uh, we opted to keep the same timing and we shifted the in-person planned events to an a virtual version, meaning nobody traveled, but we kept the same dates and we kept the same schedule and we kept the same general intent of on-site, except we just did it via Zoom and we did it on camera. And what we learned from that is it's kind of exhausting to have three days of back-to-back-to-back-to-back Zoom meetings, even if it's with people that you admire and enjoy spending company with. Uh, That's too many dates. And so with this on-site, we were looking at it from the perspective of, we still need to do this. We still want to do this. Usually we try to have, you know, a 12 to 14 month separation between on-sites. This time it was 18 months, mostly because we were really hoping, you know, things would settle down and we could do this in person. Didn't happen for lots of reasons. Uh, Mostly, again, for safety, we opted to do virtual. So This year, what that looks like is, again, we're not having the full team travel, but we also decided we don't want to have our on-site be all screens all the time. And so we have two days where we're just telling people, go have an adventure, get away from your computer, go play outside, have an adventure. Even if that adventure is, I'm going to sleep in a hammock or I'm going to take a nap under a tree. It is to do something to be outdoors in nature, to refresh your mind and soul away from a computer to take that time to just decompress a little bit because this last 18 months has been pretty stressful for all of us. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, we still want that feeling of camaraderie and connectedness and some of the same team building strategy things that we need in an, in our onsite, like what is our direction and what are the things we want to focus on going forward. And so we have one day, just one day instead of multiple days where we will all be together in synchronous Zoom meetings. And I don't want to sneak, you know, too many things. But so the virtual onsite is we will all be doing things together as a team, but in separate locations. And that was sort of the the goal of we're all going to have a shared experience and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about our adventures and then we're going to do some of the planning things. But we're trying to minimize the effects of Zoom fatigue as much as we can. So Marge, you talked, to, you talked about exactly that Zoom fatigue and how we've adjusted for this year's onsite. For last year's onsite, which actually, Marge, I think it was even it was even tighter timeline than you mentioned, if I remember correctly. I think we, it was literally like three weeks before. Like it was yes. very, it, it was, was very, very tight. tight. Um, and we've talked a bit, we've, I think we've sort of already talked like broadly, like the goals of an onsite. How do you feel, you know, just people, we realize that Zoom fatigue is a thing. Do you, do you still think that that first on, uh, virtual onsite, do you consider that a success? Do you consider that kind of like a, well, we did all that we could and now we're learning more. Like when you look back on that, how do you how do you think about last year's virtual onsite? I when I think about last year's virtual onsite, I am pretty proud of how well the team as a whole was able to shift into that new format and dynamic. Um, I think we learned a lot from it, but I also know based on that experience, I would not deliberately recreate that same experience simply because it is so exhausting to be so online all the time. Um, and so my, my 
takeaway from that was really to say, be very mindful of here are the asks that we're going to have for folks, um, build in time to that schedule and do not exceed nine hours of Zoom calls in any one particular day because that is way too many hours of Zoom calls. So yeah, that's that I would say is the biggest takeaway in terms of how we handled it. I'm still very proud of the team for being able to shift as quickly as we were able to from an in-person format to an a fully online and virtual format. Um, it was not an easy task, but I think we managed to capture most of what we needed, even though we all still feel that loss of in-person time. So both of you are involved in the planning for the virtual onsite. Can you both talk a bit about exactly what goes into trying to put this together? There are lots of I'm sure there are actually, I'm pretty sure we've even talked about it before. I tell you in lots of articles or blog posts, how to run a company offsite retreat, all that kind of stuff. Virtual onsites a little differently. How early do you start planning? What do you have to get buy-in from bosses? How do you go about getting feedback? Like all that stuff. Can both, can you, either one of you talk about a little bit about sort of planning? Anna, I'm going to let you go first. Okay. Um, we started planning, geez, how far in advance did we start planning? I feel like we've been planning I think since the, the beginning one, of like, the year. Yeah, I was going to say seven or eight months out at mm -hmm. this point. Um, and we knew this one was just going to be different for, you know, pandemic and all those reasons that Marge has already talked about. Um, so for this, it was a lot of trying to figure out what, what do we need as a team? Um, we know that we want to be present together for at least one day, but as a team, what do we need as a whole? Um, so that was kind of the that was kind of the idea that we started with of just figuring out how do we do this. So, like as Marge said, that we are not on screen for nine hours for three days or whatnot. Um, and so, so yeah, we we started planning just with with that in mind. Um, I think we we started uh, reaching out to um, to the bosses just what uh, what what we needed in terms of um, how many how many days that we that we see this going. Right. We reached out to the team of when when a good time is that we see this happening, and then what are some things that they they see as just connecting, good ways to connect with each other. Um, Marge, what what else do we have? I, I would <laughs> say that the early state, the earliest stages of planning are really, as Anna said, figuring out what do we need from this, and then the I think the biggest logistical challenge for a virtual onsite is finding dates that work. And yes. so the hardest part was actually sending out a doodle to the team and saying, hi, tell us what days you could do this or what days will definitely not work, <laughs> yes. uh, which is another reason this landed in October, mm -hmm. uh, because summer was just terrible between kids being everybody not in school busy. and everybody scheduling vacations. And then we at Titan also offered restorative Fridays over the summer, which meant people could choose the option of working 20% time or taking the time off just to catch up on life or their own wellness needs. And so the initial phases was really just what timing makes sense and what works. And then once we had that in mind, uh, making the proposal of, okay, in terms of agency, 
needs. If we schedule it over this time, you know, we can have one week that's fully billable and one week that's, you know, a mostly billable week. So trying to schedule it in ways that don't impact our bottom line or our clients too heavily. Because that's also one of the trade-offs of on-site is a lot of times if you are choosing to prioritize team building and team connection and corporate and um, business culture needs, that is sometimes at the expense of your bottom line. Uh, And so that's one of the trade-offs agencies do have to be aware of and pay attention to. And so that's one of the things we looked at as well. Um, And then going forward from there is how do we recreate some of those in-person connections um, in a virtual onsite, in a virtual way? How do we have activities that help us feel connected to each other? And so planning that one was actually one of the more fun things for me this year is like, how do we do this? And we came up with the idea of a secret sender, Mm -hmm. which is along the lines of a secret Santa. And so this was, I think this might be one of the things that I hope we can do going forward, even in person, like, okay, we're doing a gift exchange. Here's the parameters. And so we got buy-in from the bosses to say, okay, we want to budget that everybody gets this amount of money and this amount for shipping. And you're going to get a name assigned and you're going to send them a present that represents you and where you're from. And I'm very excited about this and I really hope it works. I don't know yet because this is next week and we'll find out how it goes. Marge, can I can I just tell you the stress that this has caused? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we we've heard that from folks. We have. <laughs> you know, it turns out I can't ship like New England clam chowder in a box. That doesn't really. I mean, yeah, I'm not, did it overnight. I'm not going to send a can, expensive. but like piping hot clam chowder in a box doesn't really work. Um, can't send you know New Haven style pizza. I can't send. So lobster Dave, rolls. what you need to do is just write a handwritten coupon to say maybe redeemed yes. for no, New England clam chowder when visit. visiting the Hickey. I, I will. I will reveal a spoiler, which is that uh, so because our our team won't hear this until after onsite, so we can reveal all the secrets on this show. Oh, Don't wonderful. worry. Wonderful. Oh, um, that's great. To know my, my sender I will actually be seeing in person as a part of the adventure and so nice. I'm actually going shopping for mine this weekend because I'm a last minute person apparently and then I will deliver <laughs> but I will deliver via I will be hand delivered um it's just but a, no it's you know a special touch right there well it's also the the chaos of you know uh, of uh COVID era shipping and how long is it going to take mm-hmm. and everything else but mm-hmm. yes okay so we've got Secret that Sender. Was, yeah. we, we we talked earlier maybe yeah. about games. So I guess like overall mm-hmm. coming into this, one thing I wanted to ask you to, and I think we're kind of getting there, but I just, I'll just say explicitly, which is for me, one of the great things I love about being in person at an onsite is it's some of the stuff we talked about. Like it's not, it's getting to know your coworkers better, but it's actually like seeing them as a three-dimensional person, right? It's, <laughs> yes. you know, you get off the plane and you're like, oh, I didn't know you were six two, or oh, wow, yes. <laughs> you have an energy I didn't even realize because Zoom is Zoom and it's two-dimensional. Virtual can't replicate it, but it can do other things and, and it can get at that goal. So some of the ways we're trying to make that happen sounds like we've got Secret Sender, which is a cool way mm-hmm. for people to share a gift with folks. I heard games. What else? What, what, what do we have cooking? What's going on? So um, I can start with this one. Uh, so like, like we've mentioned, we've got Secret Sender. So the idea behind that is to send a gift to someone that represents your area or region, uh, or even just a place that you have lived that mm. means a lot to you. So it's a way for people to get to know um, you and how you relate to 
where you live or where you have lived. Um, we are doing a few scavenger hunts uh, or we'll have a scavenger hunt list so that people can participate that over the weekend um, and the, the few days that we are taking off um, just as, you know, a fun way for people to interact with each other um, just on Slack. Um, we are, uh, one of the things that we're doing is giving Thursday and Friday off so people can get away from their computers but we also still want people to interact with each other. So that's why we're doing the scavenger hunt. We've also created a Spotify playlist called Emergency Capybaras. So people can also listen to that together. It's a, it's a deep Titan uh, cut right there. It's very deep Titan cut. It's very great. I'm loving it. Um, and then on that Monday, we're going to gather back together and we are sharing the gifts that everybody has received we're going to just share a few facts about ourselves um, just as a way, uh, because again, we've, we've had quite a few people on board um, since the last onsite. And yeah. so we realized we need a way for people to get to know each other. And so we're doing a few, here's some three facts about me um, on Monday morning. Um, <laughs> And then we are doing games. We're like the last thing that we're doing is breaking out in game rooms just as a way for people to relax and just they're all going to be online, but it, it'll just be another way for people to connect. Um, so those are those are some of the things, the fun things that we have had planned uh, on on Monday when we all gather together. Yeah. And to add to Anna's point um, in looking at the numbers the number of people who have been to an on-site and the number of new people who have not been to an on-site is equal. That mm -hmm. is the amount of growth that we've had over the past year. Um, essentially equal numbers of old timers and newcomers. And so that to me really speaks to the need to share a little bit about ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm very much looking forward to, I, I'm thinking of it as the great unboxing as people, <laughs> yes. you know, open their gifts from each other and we can kind of see their reactions and like what was sent and how it's received. Um, I, I think that will be very fun just to, to share, literally share with each other. Mm -hmm. it, it's funny. You bring up the old, you put it old timers versus newcomers. I'm like, am I an old, am I like an you old, are, old timer? Yes. Like an, like you old squared. <laughs> You are, Dave. You are older than I am at Titan. It's true. It's true. Marge, when it's, I'm glad you mentioned that because way back in the early days of, of COVID, um, I think we recorded this episode maybe back in April of 2020. You, your first appearance on, on the podcast, you talked about what it's like to create a welcoming remote work culture, right? And yes. what it's like for, for, for new versus existing employees. You know, we're talking about things that sound like fun and sound, you know, it's like games and getting to know each other, but I'm assuming this is not just we're doing this for the for the heck of it. Like you, you really see this as like this is a, a an important part in creating that kind of culture. Is that right? It it absolutely is. Um, the building a team is not just a thing that happens accidentally. Having a true team means everyone feels welcome and everyone feels safe to contribute. And until I feel like onsite is one of those events that before you've been to one or participated in one, it can be easy to still feel a little bit like an outsider, to feel a little bit like, I don't know all of the jokes. I don't understand why this is funny. Um, 
And on-site to me has always been one of those places where people can understand and start to participate in some of those inside jokes and feel comfortable as their whole self because they are welcomed as their whole self. And I feel, personally, I feel a very strong lack of in-person Mm. at this point. And I'm very much hoping that by next year, we'll be able to come together in person as a team mm. in some way, shape or form. Um, we're doing our best. Like we have a very empathetic and highly engaged team, but there's, it's very difficult to recreate that in-person three-dimensional experience of spatial relationship in terms of height and how someone laughs, laughs um, when We're they're really too tired to be awake anymore. On this podcast. Well, I mean, I, not on purpose, but I, I was telling Anna earlier this morning, I just have this assumption that everybody's like six feet tall, yeah. which I know is not accurate, but in my brain, that's like everybody is this tall. And so, yeah, it's... It, it doesn't necessarily change my perception of who that person is as a person. It's just, it's like, okay, I, my brain does not do what I think it should be doing. It's, it's a funny recognition that what you see on video is not the same as reality. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important to recognize too. Thank you, Margin. I apologize for, for talking over you. I was just like, wow, we're talking about, <laughs> talking about height once again. Yeah. Well, when you can't see anybody's legs on the video screen, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just like, a very weird uh, perception. It's an, of and it's an interesting calibration, too. Like, <laughs> I just assume people are six feet tall, and some people assume people are five seven. Like, what's the normal height? It's, it's just amusing to me. Brains are weird. So let's say next year is, the, is a wonderful year. There's no pandemic. There's nothing going on. We're going to, cr- I'm crossing my fingers, knocking on wood here, and, uh, um, possibly, possibly burning some Absolutely. sage. Um, yes. are there, let's say we do an in-person onsite again. Are there any lessons or ideas that you want to take from these virtual onsites and bring back to in-person onsites whenever they may happen again? I will say definitely game time, like having dedicated mm-hmm. game time of just, you pick your room and you pick your thing and go have some fun. Um, and I I think the other thing is the Choose Your Own Adventures, which is a modification of past onsites where we would have folks who would essentially sponsor a, okay, well, we're going to do a boot camp workout or we're going to make bread or we're going to like deep dive into sound. So it's like a, mm-hmm. a more intense or in-person Titan talk, but a longer format one that you can do in person. And I think that adventure theme will continue and we'll pick that up again when we can be in person. Um, and I know Anna doesn't have the context of past on-sites, but I'm, gonna le- I'm just going to ask her, Anna, what <laughs> things would do you want to see at an in-person on-site? Um, I kind of agree with you on that. Like, I, I think one of the struggles of planning a virtual on-site is how do we make sure that these connections happen as organically as they can while we are in a virtual space? And that's one thing that I think having an in-person on-site hopefully next year, um, would be wonderful. You just have those times where, like you said, choose your own adventure. People can go off and, I don't know, bake bread, do yoga. Uh, It's just those natural organic things that happen when people are in the same space and realize that they have these connection points. Um, And just building up friendships and community in that way and feeling and having people feel like they have 
even more of a connection to the people that they are working with. Um, and even just, I don't know, I, as silly as that this might sound, but shared meal times. I think shared meal times has such a way to bring people together, whether it's catered or we are all cooking it together. I think it's, it's a, you know, food is a universal for people and it's a, it's a, it's another connecting point. Um, sharing, sharing meals, sharing stories, uh, I think is a, a great way for people to get to know each other. And I hope that we get to do that soon. <laughs> So I'm curious, uh, I've been wondering about this and it's kind of a serious question, but I think it's, I think if you're listening to this, it, it, you know, it, it might be something on your mind as well, which is, do either of you worry at all about somebody who doesn't want to be quite so, I don't know, vulnerable is the word or open. Maybe they got, maybe they're a little arms crossed. You know, you can't, I'm sort of doing, <laughs> you, you all can't say this is audio, but on the video right now, you got your arms crossed. Maybe they're not engaging do do either of you worry about that with uh, with an onsite virtual or, or in person? One hundred percent. one hundred percent. It is very easy to hide behind a mm-hmm. Zoom. Yeah. And having that screen in between you puts one more literal barrier to being open. Um, one of the concerns I have is Titan values radical candor, and the idea of vulnerable trust and communication that is done in good faith and Mm -hmm. taken with positive intent. And we can say those things Mm. and we can model those things. But if you have never worked in an environment where those are valued communication skills, it's terrifying. Terrifying. I'm not even, this is not understatement or exaggeration to practice those skills. If you are coming into an environment where this is normal, but you've never done it, it's really scary. And doing that to a computer screen versus a person (laughs) is a completely different experience. And so that's one of the things I'm very cognizant of. Mm -hmm. And also the awareness of people vary on their introversion versus extroversion. And so some people are going, it's going to take a lot more for them to participate willingly because they're introverted and all of a sudden, instead of it being a pairing session with two people or maybe three people, it is suddenly I am in a Zoom room with my entire group of colleagues and I've only worked with two or three of them once or twice because that's how new I am. Yeah. And so those are things that I, I really think about a lot um, in yeah. terms of creating a welcoming culture. How do we reduce those barriers? And why I very much hope that by next year we can be in person. Um, I think we have a good team that is welcoming, that is funny and is encouraging. But until you have worked with people in person or have met them in person, that barrier of a camera and a microphone is hard to overcome. Um, Trusting vulnerability is a scary place. And I don't know how to help people be less scared other than doing my best to model. This is what it looks like. And these are steps you mm-hmm. can take and reaching out. If I notice someone is struggling or feeling a little shy, perhaps, or extra quiet, um, because I don't want anyone to ever feel like they have to be silent, but also I know it can be difficult to practice speaking up. Yes. I, I would agree with all of that. I think especially, um, I'm, I'm very much an introvert. And so making sure that I am stepping out of my comfort zone is very uh, daunting sometimes. And 
I, I know that we have a very good balance of introvert to extrovert in, in Titan. And so making sure, I, or, or rather just thinking how to make people comfortable in this space. And as, as we are in this virtual space, um, I think that's part of the reason why we are having so many, I, I guess, breakout game rooms at the end. We want someone who maybe is a bit more shy to feel comfortable in at least one of these spaces. They can, they can participate, they can contribute in a way that they are as comfortable as they can be in, uh, in this area, uh, whether or not they know people very well. Um, but it, it's just like Marge said, I think it's, it's very much a, something that we're very cognizant of as we are, as we have planned this this year's onsite and just trying to give people that space to be themselves not pushing them beyond what they are comfortable with but giving that them that open space to just be like we are here to listen to you if you want to participate okay let's wrap up with one last question which both either of you both of you whatever can tackle this because i think this would be interesting so let's i'm assuming everybody who's listening to this is now super psyched they're like i need <laughs> a virtual onsite maybe they work at a distributed company like titan maybe it's a hybrid company let's say they want to they, they they need they need that like that pitch like how like what 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 can what would you say is like the pitch for why people should try a virtual onsite like something they could take to their boss or whoever be like, just take this, just repeat what Marge or what Anna said, these words of wisdom. Um, what, would you, what would you tell people to say is why a virtual onsite is something that a company should try? If you can laugh together and play together, you can get through anything. That's honestly what I believe. That's good. I think and, also, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I think that is, to me, that's the whole point. Um, learning that you can laugh, play and work. That's, that's the basis of a good life. And if that's what you want for your team and your company, this should be a thing that you support. All right, Anna, yeah. your turn. Okay. <laughs> um, I was going to say just when everybody feels connected, when everybody feels like they are part of the team, I think it creates a healthier environment. And in some ways, a, a place that people want to stay at and work with longer. Um, just being in a place where you can trust those people around you and you feel connected. I think it, it just really, I guess, speaks to the openness and the, the trust that can be built up between people. Yeah. If you want a buzzword, um, oh, hold on, <laughs> here my we buzz, go. My buzzword alarm might go off. <laughs> it might, it might, but like, if it depends, like depending on how you have to manage up, sure. um, mm -hmm. virtual or in-person on-sites, help a team stay fully engaged and therefore aid in employee retention, <laughs> decreasing your long-term employment costs. There. That's there it is. Could, could you, How could many you buzzwords work, was that? Could you work synergy into that I can't, or I can't, vertical that integration? My, no, David, it hurts my brain and my heart too much. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, all right. I said that was the last question. I, I, I fibbed. I have one sneaky last question, which is basically, Marginana, was there anything that we didn't talk about regarding on-sites that either of you two think we should mention before we leave today? Snacks. Have good snacks. snacks. Yes. Have good snacks. Have breaks. Because on, on Monday, we are going to be on, on Zoom. That's right. So we are going to need a lot of breaks. Snacks. Yeah. Snacks and breaks. Snacks and breaks. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. All right. Well, 
Thank you both for joining uh, 20% Time today. This has been great. I'm super excited for Onsite next week, uh, which sort of like starts next week and then kind of goes mm-hmm. in next weekend. I am apparently driving from Connecticut to Philadelphia. I'm picking up <laughs> Jacob along the way, who's flying in from Canada. And then Amazing. we're, we're oh. meeting up in Philly. And then like six of us are going to go see Dune and then we're going to go to Six Flags. It's like a whole adventure. That is amazing. Super excited about your adventure, Dave. That is going to be fantastic. It's going to be fantastic. My planned adventure is going to Duluth and I get to go do some hiking with Centauria. That also sounds wonderful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anna, what did you plan for your adventure? Um, I am giving myself a spa day as I can. Yes. And celebrating a friend's birthday um, with shenanigans yet to be fully planned. Excellent. Um, These are some some good adventures. Go us. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, I think that's it. Thank you both uh, so much for joining us. Appreciate it. This has been a lot of fun and I can't wait to see what Onsite brings. All right. Thanks for having us, Dave. Thank you so much.